or as Ty would say, and a one, and a two. <laughs> so you're good? Yeah. Welcome, 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 welcome to Cybercast. <laughs> All right, welcome to Cybercast number 069. Uh, I'm Dig Daily. I'm Clay. And I'm Tosh. All right. Today, we're just going to talk about what we're listening to, what we're watching, and then have uh, a little music corner, right, Tosh? Yeah, sounds good. Awesome. So what are you guys watching? Hmm. Interesting. I haven't been watching much new. I mostly rewatch things now. And uh, I'm, I'm, actually, I'm actually supposed to start rewatching Doctor Who. The problem is that Netflix yanked Doctor Who off. Oh. Don't you guys hate it when that happens? You know, something that you you you've been putting it off, putting it off, and then all of a sudden you're like, I'm gonna go do it now, and then Netflix decides, hey, guess what? <laughs> you no longer have access to this. Well, it's probably because you kept putting it off and putting it off. You and everybody else who's not watching it. If you if you love something, you have to let it know why you still have it. Mm. That's how that's how life works. Or could it be these things that that uh, you know these things these these deals you know exclusivities and all this nonsense just enticing people over from you know one platform to another that that's not it. What are they trying to entice you over to? I don't know. Maybe BBC has something that wants us to to subscribe to their thing. I don't know. I'm not sure. Or iTunes wants you to buy it off of their uh, store. Okay. And therefore, Netflix loses Possibly. the right. So that should be lessons learned. If you're into something and it's on for free somewhere, or you're paying for it, mm-hmm. better better watch before it's gone. Yeah, true. What are you watching, Dick? Um, I've gotten rid of Netflix. Have I told you guys that? No. What? Yeah. Why though? Really? I gave Netflix the axe. <laughs> I, it was kind of a revolt when they kind of raised the prices. It wasn't that much of a difference. I just said, you know what? I'm already paying for Prime. I'm gonna start watching Prime, and then uh. I just got rid of Netflix because I wanted to just focus on one platform. Mm-hmm. And actually, when I took that deal, Sling had a deal mm-hmm. where if you buy, if you get three months of Sling TV, you know what Sling TV is, guys? Yeah. You get to watch Never local TV it. and a couple of channels. Mm-hmm. You get to stream it's like it. $15, $15 a month or something? It's 20 bucks a month. Okay. Uh, there's, there's, I guess, lower tiers. Yeah. And if you bought three months of it, then they gave you $50 credit to buy a device. So I got an Amazon Fire Stick. Oh, okay. Um, so I was like, it's not a bad deal. So I was going to buy one, something anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, I decided to, to take him up on that offer. I don't watch that much Sling, though. But no. I've been watching Amazon Prime. And I liked Mad Dogs. I finished that. What, what's Mad Dogs? It's a show about uh, a bunch of guys that like their 30s or 40s. Mm-hmm. Take a trip to Belize and a bunch of stuff goes wrong. <laughs> so, so it's like, it's like, like a, a good mini-series? premise for a show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like a what? A, a, a good premise for a show is what Tosh said. Oh, uh, stuff goes I, wrong? Uh, yeah, and it's basically, it's, I mean, how long can you have a show like that go on, though? I mean, mm-hmm. they did it with Breaking Bad, I get it, but. <laughs> well, they did it with Prison Break as well. I, you know, I never, I, I never watched that. Well, I mean, they, bro- they break out of prison at one point, but they, they carry on the show after that. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but the thing is, the show is not really about, like, anything specific, like a drug dealer who has to die or a person who has to escape from someplace is just. Uh, it, it can go anywhere. I mean, the title mm. is just Mad Dogs, which I'm not really sure why it's called that. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if it's always going to be based in Belize. I don't know if the next episode, next season will be. So that was a good show. Um, mm-hmm. Man in the High Castle was recommended to me, which I'm not really getting into. I tried. Yeah. Uh, huh. What else is on there that I like? Man. Man in the High Castle it was recommended to you by, by one of us on the show? No. Somebody okay. I know in real life. Oh, okay. No, I thought. No, I thought I heard it mentioned on here before. That's why I'm. 
I'm trying to really? remember if yeah. Did 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 you see this show, uh, Tosh? No, no. So I don't think any of you guys in. suggested it. Okay. okay, Ty probably seen it. Ty, yeah. Ty watched. Oh, no, I started watching The Wire. That's a great show. What do yeah. you think? Uh, it's it's it is a great show, but um, I kind of fell off for a couple of weeks now. But before we get into our music corner, I want to get tell you guys my music story as well. Okay. Um, before we, before we, before we move before forward. we enter it. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I think that's about it. And I've been listening to Radiohead. Radiohead. Nice. You know, have you guys watched this uh that's um Netflix original The Stranger Things or Stranger Things? I've heard no. about it. I haven't seen it's it. Really yet. really good. It's it's uh, I don't want it's fair to it's fairy tale characters in in the real world, right? Something like that? Uh well, no, not necessarily. Like what do you mean like fairy tale? Well, I mean that there are stories based or characters based off of fairy tales, aren't they? No, no, or that's that um, that's show? once that's once uh, once upon a time. Oh, okay. Yeah, which which is a really whack show. I don't. My my <laughs> wife watches that show. It's so it's so bad. It's basically Snow White, and her evil stepmom, and yeah, all of the Pretty characters. Little Liars. She did. Oh my god. You didn't. You, you didn't I, I've not seen a fan? I've seen more of Pretty Little Liars than I'm proud of. Yeah. yeah, same here. But not because you were watching it, right? Your significant other was watching. Oh uh, yes, yes. Yeah, see, it happens. Uh, it, it happened to me too, man. And I didn't like <laughs> it. Those, was, I didn't let's like ad- let's just admit though, Pretty Little Liars was pretty good in the beginning, and then they jumped a few sharks. Come on, let's be honest here. <laughs> they jumped more than one shark, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, that show should have been done like a long time ago. Same thing with um, same thing with uh the 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 vampire one. Uh, Buffy. I forgot what it's called. No, not Buffy. Buffy was great. Um, I'm actually watching Buffy as well. Uh, the other show, True Blood, uh, not True Blood. True Blood is on HBO. This one, this one is another. Basically, this one is what Twilight should have been. Um, I forgot the name of it, but you, you know, like Twilight is very teenage poppy, right? This show is kind of like that, but just has a better story. And now I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Kish, Kish used to watch that. Uh, that that show okay. you guys have no idea what i'm talking about <laughs> I <don't>. no no <laughs> okay yeah so i cannot remember the, <laughs> this show like i'm trying to look it up and i can't remember Van- the name vampire of it. diaries or something or what oh uh, uh, but yeah i think that's what it is is it I yeah just, i, I just made a guess diaries. no I, I think it is a vampire terrible diaries. name <laughs> yeah but i think it might be vampire diaries actually <laughs> It used to be a sh- it used to be a uh, it used to be a book series just like Twilight was, but you know Twilight yeah it is Vampire Diaries. <laughs> Hemlock Grove, you ever got into that show? No, is it good? I think I watched two seasons. As that means it was good. It was not as good as their other Netflix shows. Okay, okay. And Netflix is really you know putting a lot of shows out there, and in a way, I kind of wish they would tighten it down a little bit because, uh, I mean, I guess there's something for everyone, but at the same time. They're forever pushing things up to me, and I I don't I just don't have the time to watch them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They should space it out a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. No, I think they just want to be a real force. Like they wanted to be their own like entertainment hub. It's like mm. saying, "Hey, TV, you have too much stuff on right now. I can't watch it all. Mm-hmm. It's just there for whoever wants it. It's except like a for buffet. Can, except for you can watch it whenever you want. Yeah, it's right. like a buffet. Exactly. Yeah. You know, another show that I I have rewatch because i and this is gonna sound ridiculous to you guys but you know the way lost started heading towards its ending i stopped watching it and so i restart i restarted lost from the beginning you you picked up from from the the point where you left off or did you go a few episodes back i went all the way back to the beginning oh okay yeah why would you do that to yourself though yeah (sighs) i don't know i just 
I like I so I tried to start from where I left off and I was lost. <laughs> <laughs> and so I decided I'll start from the beginning. Um and I don't know, the show is not it's not it's not keeping my attention like it used to in the beginning. It sure looks corny to me. I try to watch it. I I, I used to love that show. I, I just that, a lot of people did. Yeah. I saw I saw a bit of the first season and it was pretty compelling. Mm-hmm. The build up was really good, but it was definitely. I think then, then but you know what turned me off at a later point? Uh, I just a friend of mine was watching it uh-huh. and uh, I I just watched it along with him and it was a I think it might have been the last season actually and I just made the mental trajectory from that first season mm-hmm. to that point <laughs> and I uh-huh. thought no I'm not going on this journey. Yeah. <laughs> Good call, sir. Good call. That's how I feel about relationships. I'm like, oh, uh, wow. Yeah. You know. Well, this is episode sixty nine, Dick. So go ahead, tell tell us, explain. Well, because I mean, what when I'm involved in relationships, they always have an ending. So I was like, I know it's gonna end. So why? Wow. Why go through it? Really? Yeah, I've got is, issues, dude. Is it like all good things must come to an end, or there's just an end to everything? Um, I think it's all fetishes don't have willing participants. You know, it's one wow. of those things. <laughs> Okay, interesting. <laughs> Food for thought. <laughs> just kidding. I know mom listens to this. It's just a joke. Yeah. <laughs> Is it though? Actually, I don't think she still does. No? No, I don't think No, you, you turned her off? <laughs> hey, I know it's episode 69. We're not going to go there, guys. <laughs> oh, gosh. Wow. Wow. All right, uh, Tosh. So what, what are you watching, Tosh? <laughs> well... I've been catching up on a little bit of the MCU. MCU? The Marvel comic. Oh, Marvel comic universe. Yes, yes. Hold on, Cinematic man. universe. You just put it out there like, we're just going to know MCU means Marvel, Marvel comic universe. Is it that I bet, widely used? I bet most of our listenership, they, they know what it means. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I'm going to say Vic, Vic is going to just tweet at us, Vic, but I'm pretty sure Vic knows. I'm pretty sure. I actually, I, I, I guess I'm, I don't, I just don't know. Cool stuff. <laughs> Okay, MCU. But it, it occurred to me that a lot of those movies I just didn't didn't have, get a chance to see, like Ant Man, you know, the the Captain Americas, the uh, didn't even get to see the the last Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. So I, I just decided to catch up on all of that stuff, and it was pretty rewarding because uh, the, the the few f- uh, movies I saw before that, mostly X Men and and the first uh, Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're fun to watch standalone, mm-hmm. but once you see a couple of them in a row, especially the ones that sort of connect, mm-hmm. um, you get to see the scope of that project, and uh, it really makes me want to go back and sort of figure out a, a a good order to see all of those movies in because there are a lot of tie-ins, a lot of uh, references, a lot of setup as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm re- I'm just really impressed by how how well done well pretty much all of them are yeah you know and each most of them well all of them they have a very good sense of humor some more than others i mean Adman was hilarious to me <laughs> deadpool was hilarious i don't uh, like paul red oh i love the no. guy <laughs> but i i can understand how he might um uh, he might turn you off in a comedic sense mm-hmm. but Give it a try. I mean, and Ant Man is is good as a movie as well. I mean, it's just not just Paul Rudd that you're looking at. Yeah, but Ant Man in, in in the comics, Ant Man always had a partner, right? Or is it just Ant Man by himself? I think I think the partner will might come if it's, if if they're going to go with a sequel, which they probably right. will. Okay. 
Um, they're they're setting they they set that up in that movie. Oh, they do. Okay, I yeah. I, I didn't see. I don't know either, if that's but, a, if, I don't know if that's the 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 partner that you were talking about, but uh, it's a it's a it's a it's a lady. A, woman. a lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, then it is then. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, I haven't seen Ant Man. I haven't seen. I started to watch Deadpool and uh, I didn't finish it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Did you have Kai no. in the room? <laughs> it, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, I could have. I mean, I could have. I could have continued watching it when he went to bed. Um, <laughs> but what I, I mean, I don't know. Like you know, Deadpool the comic is always. You know, I don't know. I, I wasn't really a crazy Deadpool fan of the comics. So. I have. To, I have to say, I've never. I might never have even touched a Marvel comic. Really? Oh. Hardly any comic, for that matter. Oh. You know, I, I caught all all of the TV shows. Yeah. I mean, uh, there there are some of my favorite shows like X Men, uh, Spider Man. Um, so that that's my frame of reference. Ah, but you know, hey, Clay, you any comics? Um, I still have some now. Yeah, mm-hmm. cool. I do too. What are you saying, Tosh? Um, I I get that that most fans, whether they're, they're comic book fans or fans of the TV shows, that they would want the movies to be as faithful to the source material as possible. But I'm I'm not always sure that that is the right move. Okay, let me let me say something. Right, so uh, comics always sort of rebooted themselves, right? I mean, you remember, right, Dick? Yeah. Like, you would have one story, and then all of a sudden, someone else comes in and decides... You, you have Amazing Spider-Man, and you have, like, a... Fantastic. Spectacular Spider-Man. Spectacular, yeah. And they kind of mm-hmm. have different... Yeah, it, so they do that in comic books, too. So yeah, yeah, I they, mean, we're, I set, we're set for the, th- for the third reboot in... Well, what is it? A decade, maybe not even of uh, of Spider Man. Of Spider Man, yeah, because right. he, he returns in uh, in the uh, in, in the Civil War, mm-hmm. and I think the next year there will be a standalone Spider Man movie. So we're looking forward to it. Oh. But that's a lot of Spider. That, that's a lot of Spider Men. Yeah, <laughs> in such a yeah. short, short period of time. It is. It is. But <laughs> it's not surprising to me. I mean, because with the comics, like, yeah, you know, if you if you were into comics, um, you'd have to accept it because. You might as well just not read them. You know, you know, the story will evolve, and every now and then, like you'll you'll find something else, like Wolverine. Or Wolverine pops up, you know, I don't know, from what the fifties or whatever, sixties. Uh, mm-hmm. And every now and then, you find out more and more about him, and all of a sudden, you find out, oh, he has a brother. But oh, maybe that's not really his brother. You know, it's it's uh, it's the nature of comics. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, even if they they come up with um, alternative storylines, parallel storylines, mm. they'll they'll find a way to recon- reconcile it. You know. With mm-hmm. uh, sort of oh that this happens in one dimension and this happens in another yeah <laughs> right yeah you can always do that <laughs> yeah or time travel or whatever I mean the, the X Men they did a pretty good job at that you know reconciling um, the the first wave of X Men movies and the new wave of X Men movies right they did yeah with um, <clears throat> Days of Future Past and Apocalypse they they sort of managed to tie I heard tie Apocalypse those two was terrible. It was pretty bad. I'm sorry. I, it was a, sure it was it was strange. It was it, it, it was a bit of a awkward movie. Yeah, really? I mean, but Dick, do you remember Apocalypse being ginormous, right? Apocalypse was like, yeah, yeah, the man. He <laughs> was he was big and muscular. No, no, I was more of a yeah. Power Rangers villain. It was weird. It was really bad, in, in my opinion, honestly. I mean, like I enjoyed, I enjoyed some of the story. But in in general, it was like this is pretty bad. So to me, the story was pretty much secondary. Uh, I just enjoyed it for the characters mostly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And and I also enjoyed it by not really looking at Apocalypse too hard, because (laughs) it just it's like watching, you know, it's like seeing behind the scenes. It was just not. It was not a good illusion. It it, it, he should have been a giant, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. 
I agree. I agree. It's so, okay. Speaking of comics, when is when when are we going to get uh, Black Panther's comic uh, movie? Isn't it, it in the works? Is it really? Well, there, there, he he makes an appearance in uh, Civil War as well, so there must be setting him up as well for his own movie. Oh, and he's pretty. He's very well cast. Who's Ooh. playing him? Idris? No, no. <laughs> yeah, you would you you would uh, <laughs> you would assume that, but no. Um, let me check real quick. Don't say oh, is is Hon Su is uh, Jimon? Uh, what's his name? The, the guy, uh, Jimon, the Jimon Hon Su, the African dude. Um, is he? Is he? Is he though? I don't think I so. I think he's African. The Django is D J I M O N. He's usually he's in uh he I think he's in what Black Diamond wasn't he in Black Diamond? It's, it's uh, Chadwick Boseman. Oh, that guy. I think he's in Get Up, Get Up, right? Or Get On Up? Yeah, he plays James Brown in uh, in that biopic. But yeah, Black Panther is slated for 2018. Really? Okay. That's actually a pretty controversial character, though, man. Yeah. Isn't he like the first black Especially with a name, comic? too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, is he, but isn't he the first black com- comic book character? Like, that was a superhero? Possibly. Possibly, was, I'm not sure. Was, was Blade originally imagined as a black guy? No, I don't think so. And you have Luke think- Cage, right? Yeah, Luke Cage. Yeah, but is he after after Black Panther? Oh yeah, yeah, I definitely. If I'm not mistaken, I think Luke Cage is after. Because um, I remember seeing comics uh, from way back, and Black Panther was in them. Mm. You know, like sometimes they would go to like Africa, <laughs> and all of a sudden, you know, they're trying to. Isn't that where something. it took place in Africa? Where what took place? The story. Yeah, Black Panthers. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying like like regular comic characters would go to Africa for some sort of mission or something, and oh. of course Black Panther would be there, you know, in the in the shadows. Uh, I think he was the son of a. I think he was the son of a prince, uh, a king, or something like that. Or he was a, a yeah, prince. Yeah, or, well, right? at least yeah. that's that's how they uh, how they introduced him in the movie. But yeah, yeah, that's one thing that's cool about watching these comics, especially with Kai or or Kish. Uh, just the my memory gets jogged. He asked me a question. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, he used to be a prince and so and so. And oh, this storyline doesn't add up, you know, but I, I like the twist on this, you know. Um, I feel like a giant nerd, of course, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I'd love, I love comic books. <laughs> I don't have enough, I don't have enough time to read them. I, I, I don't even read mine because I don't want to ruin them. them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wonder if I have anything worth anything. You still have the the hologram one, uh, the uh, what? Didn't you have a hologram one, Spider Man or yeah, Venom? Yeah, I, I think one of our friends stole it, man. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> no, that was way back before oh. I even went to college. Uh, that thing went missing. Oh, and it was worth two hundred bucks back then. Back then, yeah, yeah, it was. Man, wow, would have had a pretty penny in your pocket, there, Dick. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? All right. So, anything else? Any? Any? What about DC uh, movies? Well, yeah, of course, Bad, Batman vs Superman caught that in the uh, on the plane. Okay, it was You're, terrible. Yeah, it was I, I, I wasn't a fan. Pretty terrible. Fan. Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot I mean, of people you know, loved you it. know what it is. Um, mm-hmm. If you compare what they're doing to what um, to what Marvel is doing, um, they're just missing the mark. I yeah. mean, they're trying to go for a very serious, sort of dark uh, mm-hmm. tone. But yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, of course, Christopher Nolan was was a master at that. But these, I think, it already started with uh, with the Superman reboot. Yeah, like, uh, it's it's a tone that doesn't really fit a comic book movie. In in my opinion, Superman doesn't doesn't do well in movies. Um, yeah, he does better in the comic, I think. Myself. Yeah, and, and as a character, he's he's too Superman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's true. But I, I like the fact that they're reflecting on that in that movie. I mean, it's that's an interesting concept. But I guess 
what the execution ends up being is that there's just not a lot of super or batman in it yeah <laughs> way yeah. too little at least and i and i thought luther to to, to me luther was weak I mean that that those that is so not what I see. Luther. I like being. I like Jesse Eisenberg, but I do too. But this not in, wasn't not a good in this fit, role. No. Yeah. No. It, it was too role. over the top. Yeah. He was more in a way. He was more like a Joker than than Luther. Really. Yeah, I agree. You I know, agree. just like sort of lunatic. Just I, it just didn't do it for me. Like I, I, I was in a I don't know. I was watching a conversation on Twitter the other day, and people defending this movie. And yeah, if, you know, fine. You could. Def- it's fine. You like the movie, but. It just wasn't. It just wasn't that good, you know. And like to me, like the Superman reboot. For me, I always see Superman as a person who will who will try as hard as possible not to do harm, and yet he he did harm, like in, in the first movie, you know. And it's like I don't know, just just didn't do it for me. Yep, yeah, Superman's and, like Jesus, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, I think you're right. He's <laughs> the Jesus of, of the comic world. Yeah. Um, so I'm 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 still giving um, the Justice League a shot. Yeah, definitely. I mean that's what they're setting up in that movie, and uh, actually I'm looking forward to seeing more of, of Affleck because I I think he did he did pretty well <laughs> as Batman. Yeah, I mean he finally did good at, at I mean he did better than he did at Daredevil. Daredevil, yeah. <laughs> but, okay. <laughs> Have you guys been watching Daredevil? Yes, right. Uh, I, the I, show. That, that, that fell yeah. off for me as well. I, I've watched it. Yeah, I, I mean, it. I'm I'm only three episodes in the first season. Eh, it's it it really didn't hold me. Um, I'll get back to it. Yeah, eventually. But yeah, back to Affleck. I mean, Affleck as uh, Batman, acceptable, not great. Uh, I'd like to see, I guess, what he does in the league. Uh, who knows? Wait, is he a part of Justice League? Yeah, he is, right? He is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because it's basically what Aquaman, Superman, uh, Wonder Woman, uh, Super, uh, Batman. And I'm missing a person, aren't I? They, they actually managed to make Aquaman look cool. That's, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's the guy from uh, Game of Thrones, right? I believe so. Yeah, he's the he's the the, the, the Cal Drogo or whatever his name is. Oh, Cal really? Draco. You probably yeah. know better than I do. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, Jason Momoa. Oh, that guy. Yeah, uh, Lisa Lisa Bonet's uh, husband. They're still married? I thought they were like war together. Oh, were they? Okay, maybe. They I don't were. know. Oh. So the uh, Marvel movies—that's uh, that's what I've been up to um, mm-hmm. in terms of TV shows. I mean, the fall season has, has just started, so uh, a lot of the old shows that I was watching, uh, I'm, I'm watching now. Mm-hmm. Um, I've started watching The Americans. You know uh, that show? Re- no, refresh my memory here. Maybe I do. It's uh, a couple from uh, the Soviet Union who are uh, embedded in the states, are. Oh. Uh, Pretending to be Americans, uh, but spying for the KGB. Ooh. It's, it's an interesting premise and well, very well done. Netflix? Netflix, yeah. Okay. It's uh-huh. not a Netflix original, but um, that's where I'm watching it. Okay. It's um it's entertaining, definitely. Yeah? yeah. Okay. I'll check it out. Yeah. Were, were you also... You you were the one who was watching Better Call Saul, right? Or no? Yes. I was. Oh, you were. Oh, both of you guys. Still I watching Gosh, more. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I'm caught up, yes. Okay. Yeah, I still need to start watching that. Actually, I know that Vic Vic was telling me to to watch it because he says it's, it's amazing, you know, really good. But um, I, it, I is, it, it is definitely. it is definitely it is. Um, I mean, you can tell that it's a spin off of of Breaking Bad, but it's not exactly the same type of show. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it's less dark, I would say. Mm-hmm. It's it's more of a of a character driven sort of a personal drama mm-hmm. with the comedic style edge. Style. 
with a comedic edge. You would you would expect with a, a character like Saul that would be m- right. more comedic, but it's actually pretty serious. Okay. Um, and it's tragic in its own way, mm-hmm. but uh, definitely worth watching. Yeah, I'm de- It's definitely on the list. It's just there's so much on the list, <laughs> and then sometimes I'm spending my time rewatching things when, uh, you know, probably doing it. It's <laughs> wasting my time because Netflix is gonna yank it off. Who knows? But uh, <laughs> but I understand why you're doing it though. Why am I doing it? If you're watching something that you watched already, then you you know what to expect, and there's no disappointment. Yeah, that's true. But I'm watching Lost. <laughs> <laughs> so now you're you're a bit of a masochist, I think. A bit, mm-hmm. yeah, a bit. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're or or you're insane, right? Well, trying yeah. the same thing and expecting a different outcome. Yeah, I am a daily. Can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> sure. right. Did you guys catch uh, Suicide Squad? Because that that one I haven't seen yet. I no, have not. I have not. I heard it was pretty bad as well, but. Um, Really? Yeah, but still, mm. I'm, I'm I'm giving it a shot because I, I don't really trust the popular opinion. Yeah, very often I don't either. I don't think I was too impressed with how the Joker looked with your little... No? No, man. And that, I don't know. Something about it didn't compel me to go see see it, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know why. Well, I think the, the idea behind it is after Heath Ledger, there's no way they're going back to the original Joker. You think so? I think that's, I think that's the idea behind it. So I, th- I think they were looking for a style that was more cartoonesque than really? Heath because Heath was pretty, well, raw and real. Yeah. So more cartoonesque, but less tame, I guess. Hence all the mm. tattoos. But this is the the next. This is the only Joker after that, right? There was no Joker after that. No, I haven't been. No, there. they're gonna go back to the original Joker. They have to. I mean, yeah, I, I I feel they do. They should. I mean, yeah, Joker's the Joker. Man. Was uh, Harlequin is in this movie as well, right? Uh, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They're actually developing that relationship. I think in that movie. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I need to. I need to watch it, but. Uh, no, I haven't haven't seen it yet. Yeah, uh, one one thing I do know about Harley Quinn is that she wasn't originally a part of the comics, was she? She uh, was invented um, for the the TV show for the animated series. Yeah, I don't think she was part of the comics. Yeah, I think you're right. You didn't know Bit that. Of, uh, She's a good addition, though. <laughs> I mean, oh yes, yeah, very very tr- tragic character. Yeah. All right. Anything else you're watching? No, not nothing worth uh, nothing worth noting. Okay. I mean, I still watch Law and Order. <laughs> really? Yeah. Dun, dun. Wow. Yeah. I mean, but speaking I, of things that are familiar, I mean, you you know exactly what to expect every episode, but it's still yeah. so satisfying. But which, which version? Uh, SVU. Oh, okay, the best one. Okay, cool, cool. I was yeah. gonna ask, do you ever watch it just to see what what characters you're gonna see playing extras or? Right. What, what right. Because you know right that, that was that was funny at the at the the Tonys. Um, you know, James Corden was hosting, and there was one sort of segment that he did where he pointed out all of the people in the room, all of the musical actors in the room that had a part on uh, on Law and Order. <laughs> no, it's a lot of people. You know, David yeah, Diggs uh, ha- has uh, has had a recurring role on uh, on Law and Order, and uh, and actually there was one guy who actually had three parts on Law and Order, all different characters. Wow, all all people going to jail. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> I always, I judge that show too much. Every time I watch it, I'm like, just the way they do the interviews is, it's always yeah. they kind of come up with like, let's do a scene of something they could be doing yeah. and talking at the same time, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like come up to somebody while they're wiping their ass, or they're wiping their ass and talking. <laughs> well, I guess. <laughs> so two days ago, hold on. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm too judgmental of it. I yeah. never got into it. No, yeah, I, I used to love that show, but I haven't watched it in maybe I don't know six years, five. L- years? Literally, it's still exactly the same show. Oh well, there you go. It's it's uh, Olivia still in it. Uh, yes, yes, she is. Okay, yeah. Is what's his name divorced now? <laughs> Her partner. Whom? What's his name? Her partner. Um, what's the, what's Olivia's partner's name? The guy uh, who was having marriage problems at one point. Oh, I don't remember that. Oh, okay. Well, the main, the two, the in my mind, there are two main characters: they're Olivia and then they're, they're her partner. What's his name? I forgot his name. Not Ice. Uh, which one's Ice Cube? Is in this one or Ice T? Ice T. Ice T. Not Ice T, but the other guy. Not the one that's always making oh, jokes. Oh, the 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 skinny, the skinny guy. Yeah, no, the skinny guy is always making jokes. Not the that guy. The guy who's more serious than the skinny Isn't guy. Isn't Vincent? No, he's not in it. Mm, I don't know. This is great podcasting. People are going <laughs> to say, what are you guys talking about? Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm, I'm uh, Probably yeah. once I see his face, then uh, then I'll know. But Yeah. It's but the main it, character. Like, to me, like, Olivia is the main character. Well, not, well she's, she's uh, at this stage, she's sort of the, the head honcho. So I'm, I'm, I'm mm. not sure she has sort of a partner. Oh, really? Okay, so they probably they, retired that character at some point. Yeah, probably did. He was like he he basically, uh, yeah, he had marriage problems at one point. I remember he was sleeping on the couch because his wife was upset that he was a cop or whatever. <laughs> it's a long time ago. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listeners. I'll uh, I'll I'll expect your answers in the in in Twitter, please. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Probably probably Vic knows. He was yeah, shouting at us. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right, cool. Uh, Dick, did you name all of the shows you're watching? Mm, I watched The Flash, too, but I'm not, not recently. Not recently? That was all right. I wanted to get into that whole DC comic universe, or they say DCU. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, the, the, the Green DCCU, Lantern, probably. but they look so corny. They look corny to me. The Flash the Green Lantern is, 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 a, is a notoriously bad movie, right? The, that was... Oh, just oh, no, no, I mean, I mean, Green Arrow, Arrow. Oh, Green Arrow, that's oh, not okay. bad. Yeah, yeah. I haven't watched the show yet, but uh, they tie in. Yeah. And also that Gotham show. Is it? Is it Gotham? Yeah, Gotham. Yeah. I haven't watched a single episode. I know. I know that uh, Ty was telling me to watch it. I haven't watched a single episode of that show. It's good. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, I I was hoping to see. Uh, I don't know the the beginnings of Batman, but of course they can't touch Batman really. So. Um, You're just yeah. watching a, a, a story, man. Yeah, but it's cool. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. But yeah, that's all I got. I got. Okay. Cool. All right. And yeah, I haven't been watching much, <laughs> you know, except for rewatching old things, uh, and every now and then, you know, watching uh, MCU movies <laughs> and DC <laughs> movies. Uh, but that's about it. All right. Dick, so, what was your story about uh, the music? Well, yeah, you guys remember I I I went to go to Mexico City. Right. Last weekend, went to go see Radiohead, mm-hmm. uh, but they messed up my tickets, man. I didn't get to see Radiohead in Mexico City. What? No. What did you see then? I didn't. S- I didn't see them in Mexico City. I, I they tickets were for set for delivery for the day after my show. No way. No way. Yeah. They. They. I really was uh, screwed over, man. I'm, I'm what? upset. Well, Apparently, who did you I buy the tickets through. Uh, it's a website online. Wow. By, via Gogo. What? But, so uh, are you getting yeah. a refund or what? They did say I'm going to get a refund. If, mm-hmm. You know, I, I was a little nervous because after it happened, uh, my lady, she looked them up. She's like, ah, I see they got some bad reviews. Like they mess up a lot of times, but it's more like a, 
a marketplace for buyers and sellers, though. Oh, so it's, it's like not eBay. really like when stuff goes wrong, it's not really like their fault. Yeah. It's whoever you're getting your ticket from. Like oh, first it's like, you know, they're going to mail the ticket to me. And then they were like, oh, your ticket might get there later. So give us your hotel as well in case we need to send it to your hotel if you're going to stay in, in the city. And then they were like, the day I was leaving, they're saying, well, you're going to have to pick him up. So I go to the to the actual concert to pick him up. They're like, we have no tickets here for you. And I go log into the account and and I finally see some pickup instructions that are more detailed. It gives me like a number to call. I call this guy. He's like, I don't have any tickets for you, man. And then I see the pickup date is the day after. Now, there's two concerts. There's one in the third and the fourth. I had the one for the third. I'm leaving the fourth. I'm already missing work. Wow. So... Yeah, I didn't get to see it, man. So uh, when I got back into town, I ended up buying tickets for Austin City Limits, and then I went to go see them this uh, Friday. Oh, at, so you did in, see them? In Austin, yeah. I got yeah, to see in, them Austin, in Austin, yeah. But still, man, I went to Mexico City just for that. <laughs> so hold on. So 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 you bought plane tickets to go to Mexico City? Uh, or you fl- you drove up? No, no, I didn't drive. <laughs> So how did murdered. you get there then? I flew. And, oh, how much were your tickets? Yeah, well, that's the point. I I, did, I had vouchers. I mean, the last time I went to I went to Vegas, I gave her my seat for a pretty decent sized voucher. So I'm not oh. that upset about it. I I did I did want to go to Mexico City anyways. Okay. But I also wanted to kill two birds with one stone. Yeah. You know. So. Wow. But also, I looked at the set list, man. They had two encores in Mexico City. No way. They only had one encore in, in Austin. They played Creep, which they don't they don't like to play. Yeah, yeah. But they played it. That was the last song they played. <laughs> oh, jeez. So, So you yeah, really man, did get I, cheated. Hmm? They should pay you per encore then. <laughs> <laughs> they should pay me. <laughs> now, uh, in Austin, it was kind of awkward. And, and that's the reason why I didn't want to see it at a festival. Uh-huh. It's because not everybody there is a, is a Radiohead fan. You right, know? right. Some people just take mm-hmm. up space. And I actually read a couple of reviews, one pretty bad one, um, about you know two people that are not into Radiohead that saw them at, at ACL and kind of were like, I don't get it. I don't understand why <laughs> so many people like them. And I was like, yeah, I know there's a bunch of y'all there trying to get into them. And you're not into them. Like You're just really taking up space right now. Yeah. So... I started off, it started off pretty bad because such a huge crowd and I was so far away in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Then I started to muscle my way a little closer. I found a good spot and finally started connecting with the music. But the first couple of songs, I wasn't really into it. I was kind of upset that I was seeing it this way and not how I wanted to. Yeah. You know, because I had good seats. I had good spots for the one in Mexico City. I spent $360 on those tickets. Wow. Per ticket or together? I, I bought mine and uh, I had my lady buy hers. I was like, because... <laughs> I could have bought some some seats pretty far away for like mm-hmm. one fifty, mm-hmm. and I was like, "That's cheap enough." Where she probably expect me to buy hers too. So <laughs> I said, "If I'm gonna spend three hundred dollars, I want to get the good seats, and I'm just telling her she needs to get her own." And, and that's kind of what happened. <laughs> enough. I'm serious though. Like, why am I gonna spend three hundred bucks and then have not the good seats? <laughs> so. Uh-huh. <laughs> But just before I, I, I made the plan, I was like, hey, I, I really want to see this concert. Uh, I, I know you might not be that into them, so I don't think you might want to spend the money on it. But that's what I'm doing. I don't know what mm-hmm. you want to do. So she she did it. Uh, I did buy her the tickets for ACL since we're getting our money back for the one in, in, in uh, Mexico City. Yeah. How much so, were the tickets to ACL? A hundred apiece. Well, okay. But, you know, 
I only went to go see one band. So oh yeah, you didn't, you didn't stick around for the rest. Yeah, because I because I didn't work that Monday. I had to work a full day on Friday, which usually on a Friday I can only work a half day. I could have mm. been there earlier, but that Monday I was still in Mexico City, so I kind of like that whole trip screwed over everything. Jeez, um, man. But you know what? I found out they're gonna tour next year, and I'm gonna go see them again somewhere. Oh, maybe in Amsterdam. I'm sure they'll go to Amsterdam. Mm. Cool. All right. You know, so we might go to together. Then. Stone. Huh? We might go together then. Yeah. Yeah, man. Actually, they were very good live, man. So I definitely need to see them at a, a dedicated venue for them, not a not a you know a festival. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> but yeah, man. Wow, they go. Oh, I was I was, I was heartbroken, dude. Yeah, I could imagine. I was pretty heartbroken. Yeah, I know. You know, the only thing I regretted when I saw them is like that I haven't seen them earlier. The guy I bought the tickets from, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, uh, he's like, yeah, who you who you want to see? I said Radiohead. He's like, what? He's like, yeah, that's my all-time favorite band. I was like, yeah, me too, man. But he he has seen them since forever. Mm. And he's been going to them. He's a little older now. He's married. He doesn't go as much. But uh, he's like, yeah, I've seen him here. I've seen him there. I've seen him there. And I'm like, yeah, I, I got into the music just, you know, me and my headphones. But mm-hmm. what I kind of regret is not having seen him younger. You know, he's he's he, it was actually his birthday on Saturday, too, the day mm-hmm. I saw him. That was his last show in the States. It was his birthday. We sang happy birthday to him, and he gave us a couple more songs because of that. Mm. So that was cool. But you know, he's he's almost 50 now. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'd, I'd like to have seen him in his 30s. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was a fan back then. Oh, yeah. Trust me. I know you were. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Well, hopefully, uh, Tosh will lift us out of that funk that you're in right now, Dick. <laughs> nah, well, oh, I'm, yeah, not, I'm not sure I about them. that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, lift me out of that funk with uh, who, with Bunny Ver. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the funk is. I'm gonna go get a razor blade, blade guys. <laughs> oh <laughs> gosh, <laughs> Miami drop off. <laughs> but take it away. Yeah. All right. So, um, music corner. I, I've been anticipating this one for a while now, because, well. As it happens, uh, two of my favorite artists, uh, they're, they've dropped records within a month and a half of each other. They're uh, Bon Iver and Frank Ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, and both albums that uh, have been a long time in the making, um, which I didn't actually see coming, really. Because, uh, you know, some, some artists, they're just notorious for keeping the music to themselves. You know, people like Dr. Dre, like D'Angelo. And mm-hmm. I was expecting sort of the same thing. Well, particularly with Frank Ocean, that he was just never going to drop. And then really? <laughs> in 2020 or something, uh, all of a sudden, he would, he would reemerge. But uh, I, I've been hearing a lot of his uh, musician friends saying, yeah, the Frank Ocean album, it, it's coming, it's coming, and it's going to be good. Yeah, I was still really looking forward to it. And then it dropped all of a sudden. No, no single leading up to it as... <laughs> as well, more and more artists are doing, but uh, yeah. So uh, basically, what what when I was sort of looking at the discography of these two artists, um, I found a lot of threads and, and similarities. I mean, if you look at the two in general, I mean, of course, there are different genres, broadly speaking, but I mean. Both Justin Vernon, who is sort of responsible for Bon Iver, you can consider a songwriter first and foremost. Same for Frank. He actually started out as a ghostwriter for other artists. He's written for Beyonce, for Alicia Keys, for John Legend. So they're songwriters first and foremost, regardless of their genres. They're, both of them are pretty much, um, uh, I guess, alternative 
within their own genre. I mean, uh, Frank Ocean, you can consider a neo-soul artist or post-R&B artist. Um, and, and Bon Iver, you can consider uh, sort of a, a electro-folk band, something like that. It's pretty Sounds hard to, right. to, to categorize. But uh, yeah, they're both on the edge or on the cutting edge of, of, their, of their genres. Also, both very good live performers have a very recognizable vocal uh, both frank and justin um and also if you look at their most recent outings uh, frank ocean dropped the album blonde and, and bon Iver dropped the album 22 a million um both are going for a more understated sort of glitchy aesthetic mm-hmm. uh, i mean the, the core the core recipe is sort, is sort of the same I mean, uh, for Frank, I mean the 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 choice of words in the, in his lyrics, the the moods that he brings, uh, the 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 somberness and moodiness um, that's still there, but the the production and, and and the way the songs are composed, that's a little bit different. And the same goes for Bon Iver. Uh, I mean, Bon Iver, that's that's some of the most moody music out there, <laughs> always has been, and it's still the case. But um, you know. Outside of all that ethereal beauty, there's also a lot of glitchiness and, and a lot of, um, well, a lot of lo-fi stuff in there, which I, I wasn't really expecting, but but really, I really enjoy. Like lo-fi, so, you mean like analog-ish or? Well, lo-fi in, in, as in low fidelity, just uh, not very polished, not okay, very... like raw. Uh, raw, yeah. Okay. Um, so what I, want, what I wanted to do, because also cr- chronologically, the, they sort of intertwine those two acts so I'm, I'm going to sort of go back and forth between them just tracing their discography a little bit and uh, i would actually like to start with bon Iver. um so again bon Iver, a stupid question real quick yeah go ahead uh, is it is, is bon Iver just one guy doing all the things or is it an actual band i've never seen him perform so bon, bon Iver if is a band oh, okay a band or a musical project however you want to look at it but really, the 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 brains behind it that's that's Justin Vernon, and that's one guy. But did he so, do an album where he played everything by himself? Yes. Is, yes. Okay. Yeah. Um. I would actually like to start with that, and the album okay. that you're referring to, that's uh, for Emma, forever ago, and that's an album that he um, he recorded by himself in a cabin. Um, <laughs> it, it, it was a time in his life where he was sort of figuring out well everything. Mm-hmm. Um, he was struggling with a very bad breakup with um, um, a, 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 a health condition as well, and sort of retreated to a cabin, well, to recover, but also to, to just make music. And uh, for Emma, is pretty much the result of that. So he, he recorded off the vocals on a, on, a, on a very simple setup, a Pro Tools set, uh, recorded all the instruments. Uh, he's a multi-instrumentalist, so he plays guitar, uh, keys, um, I think also... F- French horn, pretty much everything. For Emma must be, well, his most folksy work to date. Um, They're pretty straightforward songs. Um, All have very similar backing. Um, Are are all, uh, they're they're all pretty much in the same same vein. So um, I would actually like to uh, start by playing the title track, which is For Emma.
So he- hearing this song, uh, it's very easy to pigeonhole Bon Iver into the category of folk. Yeah. Um, and it's it's fair to say, but it doesn't really tell the whole story. Um, let's let's talk a few characteristics. Um, you might be struggling to make out the lyrics of the song, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's the, um, I'm I'm pretty sure that's a conscious decision to um, sort of draw attention more to the instrumentation, to the composition, to the mood of the song rather than the literal lyrics. Because if you really start analyzing the lyrics um well they come they become um more and more confusing mm. but that seems to be baked into the music itself it, it seems to, to be about confusion actually about uh distress about um sort of struggling to find a place and uh well <laughs> if, if if i just read off the first couple of lines here um so abruptly saw death on a sunny snow for every life forego the parable wow. well it doesn't make you any wiser about what what he's trying to say but um it sounds, tra- it sounds tragic though it, yeah and well the the whole album pretty much is i mean it's, it's a very emotional uh album i mean i like uh, abstract lyrics though yeah me too and I'm, I'm i'm really not um i'm really not too worried about not knowing what he's saying because I still feel a connection to the music. And uh, right. actually, the, the next song that I'm going to play, that's from uh, the follow-up to this album. That's an EP, the Blood Bank EP. That's a four-track um, uh, record, um, which has one of my favorite songs, actually, which is the title track, Blood Bank. Um, that, that one pretty has actually uh, uh, lyrics that you are able to understand. Um, and it's, it's much more of a, of a, what would you say, anecdotal song Mm -hmm. but also there you find a first sliver of that sort of experimental side of 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 bon iver um you must know also that that bon iver is a is a frequent collaborator with kanye west um when you listen to kanye west's one of his most critically acclaimed albums uh um, a beautiful dark twisted fantasy actually the first voice that you hear on the album that's bon iver that's uh, mm. Justin Vernon. Okay. Um, he's also collaborated a lot with James Blake, also uh, a, a pretty experimental uh, electronica artist. So, um, again, um, there's definitely a folk folk essence to Bon Iver, but uh, um, there's a lot more to it. So I would like to play the song Woods from that um, Blood Bank EP. And there immediately immediately you hear hear the connection to well Kanye West but also James Blake, uh the more experimental side of uh, of Bony Fair. I'm down on my mind. I'm building a still to slow down the time. I'm up in the woods I'm down on my mind I'm building a still To slow down the time I'm up in the I'm down on my mind 
Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah also one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, you also hear this song sampled in uh, one of Kanye West's uh, tracks from the album that I just mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, "Lost in the World." That's uh, where you'll hear this as well. Um, I guess um, auto tune is a bit controversial controversial these days because uh, it's it's being used a lot to uh, sort of camouflage poor vocals. But uh, I think in, in, in this track, um, uh, Justin Vernon uh, really sh- showcases what you can do with autotune and how, how you can use it to um, to add a bit of vulnerability to a vocal. I think that that's the main effect of autotune in this case. Um, well, this is not, definitely not the only example of, of the use of autotune uh, in, in uh, the Bon Iver dis- discography. Um, so I, I think him... And Kanye West are pretty much, well, almost the only artists uh, recording today that, that know how to use autotune in in, in, a, in an artistic way. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys agree. I think bon, I think Bonifer did a better job than Kanye usually does. <laughs> He's a better singer. That's but who's uh, imitating that, who? Is, is Kanye imitating Bonifer? Did he start? He got influenced by him, right? It's a, it goes a bit both ways. There's, it's not a, a coincidence that they like to collaborate. Um, mm-hmm. But pro- probably this ex- a- aspect, because I, I think this. EP came after 808 and Heartbreaks, which is completely drenched in autotune. Um, I think the main the main inspiration came from there. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So um, and yeah, definitely if you listen to uh, to when we get to it, when you listen to 22 uh, a million, uh, you definitely hear some more Kanye West influences in a way uh, yes. that, that that the tracks come together. Um, so let's move on. Um, now we get to 2011, and that's where Bon Iver and Frank Ocean start to converge. Um, Frank Ocean dropped his first uh, solo project, uh, also a, a mixtape, an EP, called uh, Nostalgia Ultra. And it also uh, brought uh, the, the first single, successful single for him, which is called uh, Novocaine. So that's what I would like to play right now. Music 
muted emotion Pitch corrected, computed emotion Uh-huh I blame it on a model bra with a Hollywood smile Ow Stripper booty in a rack like wow Brain like Berkeley, met her at Coachella I went to see Jigga, she went to CZ Trip Perfect I took a seat on the ice cold lawn She handed me an ice blue bong, whatever She said she wanna be a dentist really bad She's in school paying for tuition doing porn in the valley At least you're working, but girl I can't feel my face What are we smoking anyway? She said don't let the high go to waste But can you taste a little taste of Novocaine, baby Definitely also see the video for this uh, for this track. It's uh, really it's 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 upsetting, but uh, also very well done. Um, <laughs> it's funny in what way? It's um, well, it, it has to do with with uh, feeling numb. Okay, I got you. Um, and that, that's that's visualized as well. I mean, that's all I'm going to say about it. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. I didn't even realize that there was a reference to auto tune in the song. No, so it's a. It's a a nice coincidence <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so yeah well like i said before uh, frank ocean got his start around well between 2005 2009 2010 in ghostwriting for other artists uh, writing songs um got signed to uh, to odd future in uh, in 2010 that's where i know him from yeah 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 so uh, he's he's also a good friends with tyler the creator and uh, of course has collaborated a lot with them and uh Still does, I think. Well, I think Odd Future as a whole, that, that also pretty much sums up the, his position within the music landscape. They're pretty much the, the sort of rebellious, uh, I guess a, a bit uh, um, tearing at the seams of, 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 of the genre of hip-hop and the genre of R&B. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to uh, to flip it on his head because if you listen to the, the, that Novocaine song, you can definitely hear that it's R&B, but also at the same time, it's really not. It's really its own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so and again, that's I think a similarity with Bon Iver that also they they're they're trying to explore the boundaries of, of the genre, the base genre that they're working in, which is folk, but sort of expanding it towards electronica, towards uh, other styles of music. So in the same year. Uh, bon Iver released uh, the, the self-titled album Bon Iver and probably that's the, the moment that, that they really became a mainstay in, um, in sort of the popular music consciousness I mean for an alternative band I think they have a lot of traction um, and also Bon Iver that's probably uh, one of my favorite albums from the decade um, from the decade? yeah definitely okay. yeah um, uh, definitely on, a, on an emotional level Mm-hmm. Um, of course, a lot of music can move, but uh, n- n- nothing like this album. Okay, this is really an album that that I can listen uh, uh, front to back and just completely lose myself in. And one of my favorite tracks from that album—that's uh, what I'm going to play you now. It's called Towers. Oh, you're 
It is on the one hand. Uh-huh. On the other hand, there are a lot of elements that make it quite hard to place. A lot of um, weird sounds. A lot of uh, uh, it's it's a lot more expansive than most folk uh, yeah, music. Yeah, definitely. And that, that that's also the main difference uh, between this album and and the previous two releases from uh, Bon Iver. Um, it's just a, a much broader sound that I, that I bring here. Mm-hmm. Also, when you see the live uh, the live setup. When they were touring with this album, uh, it's just a huge, huge formation. Um, also, the entire band just consists of, of these crazy multi-instrumentalists. Mm. Um, really, <laughs> that is something that I feel when I look at them. It's, it's sort of, uh, why bother playing music <laughs> at all? <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, 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 that's sort of the effect that good musicians have on me. Um so th- this is where the hiatus starts for Bon Iver, because between 2011 and uh, this year, they, they haven't really released anything. Uh, I mean, Justin has collaborated here and there with other artists. I mean, uh, still collaborates with Kanye uh, and pops up here and there where he did a really popular song with Friends Send the Lights uh, called Friends, which is also re- very nice to listen to. But uh, as for Bon Iver, there w- just wasn't any output. Um, well... One year after this, 2012, Frank Ocean released his seminal work, um, which is the album Channel Orange. Um, probably uh, one of the, um, I guess in, in terms of, of R&B, Neo Soul, it's, it's probably one of the most uh, critically acclaimed albums to ever be released. Mm. Um, I mean, it's up there with the likes of D'Angelo in terms of how... Um, you know how how well received it's been okay and also to me it's it's, it's just a real masterpiece in uh, in contemporary uh, r&b music um it's it's hard to put a finger on where exactly the quality lies but it does really become apparent once you start listening to it there's just so much there so much in terms of uh, of, of of songwriting in mm-hmm. terms of, of vocals in terms of emotion um production it's, a, it's really progressive in terms of production there are m- multiple songs that are just uh lofty and epic in their in their composition something that's really um um really exceptional for for r&b music mm-hmm. um so there are a lot of tracks that i could play from this album but um i guess two standout tracks for me are uh forrest gump and crack rock i'm going to uh, play a little bit of each wow I wanna see pom-poms from the stairs Come on, come on My fingertips and my lips They burn from the cigarettes 
Forrest Gump, you run my mind, boy Running on my mind, boy Forrest Gump, I know you're Forrest I know you wouldn't hurt a beetle But you're so buff and so strong I'm nervous, Forrest Forrest Gump My fingertips and my lips They burn from the cigarettes Forrest Gump, you run my mind, boy and here is Crack Rock. Good luck censoring this, uh, Clay. also here in, in terms of subject matter is that um, it's profoundly non-commercial. Yes. Right? I mean, Crack Rock doesn't really sell on the radio, does it? Nah, mm. not usually. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I guess, I guess, uh, I guess cough syrup does. <laughs> and, uh, True. And cocaine to an extent, but, uh, you know, <laughs> these, these sorts of, uh, of graphic, um, you know, very, very provoking songs, they hardly get any radio play. So, um, yeah, I mean, Channel Orange is just just a a very very interesting and very uh, challenging album, I would say. It, it's not. It's definitely not an easy listen. Neither is his new album, but um, uh, just a lot of air candy there. Mm-hmm. So now now comes the 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 long bout of silence from both of these acts. So uh, 2012 is the last that we hear from Frank Ocean. 2011 is the last we hear from Bon Iver. Um, also, just uh, publicly, they, they've been very much in, in the in the background, um, pretty much retreated. And uh, well, I'm, uh, Justin Vernon has some other projects that he's done uh, over the years: uh, Volcano Choir and um, uh, what is it, the Shouting Matches? Those are two other bands, and he's been active with those projects uh, during this time. But uh, I guess he he was sort of struggling finding an, a a next 
logical step for Bon Iver. Mm-hmm. And um, I've heard actually about this project that he released that he was considering uh, not releasing it at all, sort of throwing everything he'd done away. Really? And, uh, well, I'm, I'm very glad that he didn't, <laughs> that it didn't uh, end up in the same bin as Detox, but, uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think I'm going to start with, uh, with Frank Ocean's new album because that, that came out first. That came out uh, in um, late August, I think. And, well, I think most of the, the things that, that, that were appealing about Channel Orange, they're still there. Um, but um, I guess he, he went for a, a bit less ear-pleasing direction. So a, a lot of thing, things in this album will just come across as a bit strange and a bit uh, a bit vague. Mm. But that that's what I like about this album. It's... Um, it's something that invites uh, repeat listens. So I, I, I've picked two songs. Um, I mean, there, there are definitely a lot of other songs that I could have picked. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot of variety in in, uh, in this album. Although I have to say, um, the, the compositions are a bit more chilled than uh, than the ones in, in Channel Orange. I mean, in Channel on Channel Orange, you had this track Pyramids, uh, which is, is this third three part epic that that goes in, in a lot of different directions. Uh, you won't find that as much on this album. Um, they're not, they're not really tempo changes or, or, or very explosive shifts in the music, but I guess the musical textures themselves, they're, they're just a bit, uh, a bit different. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm going to start with a song, uh, Godspeed that actually reminds me of a track from, from Channel Orange, uh, Bad Religion. It's sort of set in the same way. Um, just a very beautiful song. So just listen. It's like a gospel song that that's 
that was recorded in a cave or something. Wait, it was it actually uh, recorded in a cave? No, not that I know. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, what uh-huh. was this? Was there an organ in this thing? Yeah, yeah. He uses organs uh, oh, quite okay. frequently. There was one in in Forrest Gump as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, this one this one stood out to me more than I guess the other one. Yeah, it's more in in the forefront on this one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So also, Bad Religion actually has an organ. That's mm. that's probably the main similarity, and it has the same sort of gospel feel to it as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, you know, uh, Frank Ocean, he has sort of different styles of delivery in his vocals. He can be very understated mm-hmm. or very monotone uh, on, on specific tracks, and others he can be ex- more expressive, like he is here, mm-hmm. or ex- explosive, or <laughs> yeah, or like the the track that I'm going to play now. It's just all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Um, just listen. It's called Nikes. It's it's the it's the or I should say Nikes. Nikes. Uh, oh. uh, it's the <laughs> it's the opening track to the album. part of the track that you hear is uh, un- unaffected vocal mm. it's a very very peculiar way to start an album yeah I, I uh, but um I, th- I think it really works to set the pace for the album because you get more of these sort of sonic uh, explorations throughout um so i, I would say this is, is a very adventurous album uh, but not in the way that you might expect you know it's, it's not that it's uh sort of like a a a uh, it, it's not uh, prog rock or something like that, you know. It's not. Right, uh, yeah. It's not, uh, you know, jumping from one thing to the next. It, it's always uh, consistent, but the things that you're hearing are always very, um, you know, a little bit distressing, a little 
sometimes just hard to listen to. Yeah. Keep you on your guards. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think pretty much the same goes for the new Bon Iver album. There are also some some sort of unexpected sounds because, uh, well, what I've been playing so far, it's there are some alternative things going on, but it's always very ear-pleasing, mm-hmm. right? It's always very gentle, very moody. Um, for a lot of the tracks on a new album, it's still the case, but all for uh, for some other tracks, it's not. Um, and actually, I picked the the, the opening track of uh, Frank Ocean's album because it it bears a lot of similarities to the uh, the opening track of Boney Bear's uh, new album, Twenty Two Million, mm-hmm. and uh, the track is called Twenty Two parenthes- parentheses over soon. Mm. It See what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed oh, again, that uh, the pitched the pitched vocals. Yeah. Or very weird way to start. Um, I mean, uh, the, the the same sort of ethereal beauty is still there mm-hmm. in um, in the music itself, but there is just a, a bit of added glitchiness and, uh, and and lo-fi that 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 gets introduced. And I think that really works well. It's it's a I think it's a good move for Bon Iver. Um, they could have sur- definitely made a, a Bon Iver two, like uh, just a rehash of, of of the 2011 album, but that wouldn't be as as compelling, I think. Mm-hmm. This, this definitely keeps you on your toes. Um, also, you should have a look at a track listing. I mean, the, the titles are completely nonsensical. <laughs> Give an example. Yeah, what's up with that, man? Yeah, I, I'm not sure, really. Um, I mean, I, I think there, there, there's somewhere online that you can look for how all the titles should exactly be pronounced. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, the, the next track that I was going to play, uh, it, it's titled 29 hashtag uh, Stratford APTS. <laughs> APTS. Okay. But I, I understand it's simply pronounced 29 Stratford Apartments, which uh, actually does make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there, there's also the, the, the second track, which is really, uh, really abrasive, uh, sort of lo-fi track. That's 10 Deaf Breast. <laughs> <laughs> also, mm-hmm. you should look at the lyrics. that They're completely confusing and, and, and nonsensical as well. 
you can actually find uh, lyric video, lyrical videos for all of the tracks on this album uh, on YouTube if you're interested in the lyrics. But uh, believe me, you won't you won't get any wiser <laughs> reading them. <laughs> um, but I, I think again, I, I mentioned this at the beginning that the confusing nature of of the lyrics also gets carried over into the music. Um, more so on this album than any other album that Bon Iver's made. Um, so I, I would like to end this segment with uh, a second track from uh, 22 a million. Uh, so 29 Stratford Apartments. Um, this you can consider uh, more of the kind of Bon Iver that we're used to. Um, but basically the reason I chose it is just because I, I find it a, a, a very, um, just a, a intensely beautiful song. Mm-hmm. There's just this melancholy to it that uh, that is is very um, very bon hiver. Um You could you could you could consider it a little bit sappy maybe, but uh, <laughs> for me it's very effective. <laughs> I don't know how it is for you, but uh, I'll just play it. Sharing smoke. In the stair above the hot car lot The sun shine hard on the video spine mm-hmm. Sure as any living dream It's not all in what it seems And the whole thing's hauled away ultimate folksy <laughs> yeah definitely yeah. um so why did i why why was i so anticipating the work of these two artists that's sort of the question i'm asking myself and i think the reason is that um they are both uh, singular in a way they, they both fit within a, a type of music within a, a, a genre of music but not squarely mm-hmm right and that that's what keeps me going back for more right. like i mean i could I, if, in in the case of boni vera i could go listen to the lumineers or to uh um 
to uh, imagine dragons or whatever, but I wouldn't get the same feeling from it. Mm-hmm. And you know, the, those are great bands in their own right, but um, there's just something that happens when when you hear a Bon Iver song. Um, that, that this probably doesn't go for any, anybody, everybody, but uh, um, I just get transported to another world. And and the same goes for Frank. Um, in his case, I, I get more submerged into a specific type of mood, which is also not common for any uh, type of R&B. You know, he, he pretty much stays away from all of the, 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 cliches, the cliches and uh, yeah. all of the the hooks and whatnot that, that, that is common with the R&B and just does his own thing mm-hmm. and comes at it from a, a lyricist point of view, a musician's point of view, instead of, a, uh, you know, trying to make, make the next club banger or whatever. <laughs> he's, not, he's not very cookie cutter. No, no. Um, so, uh, I mean, at first glance, these two artists don't seem to have much to do with each other. And I don't think they ever have crossed paths, but... Uh, they might in the future. We're looking forward to that because <laughs> they have collaborated with uh, similar artists. with similar artists. They both collaborate with Kanye West. They've both collaborated with James Blake. Um, so yeah, who knows? Maybe uh-huh. someday that would be a dream. Do you come think true. Uh, Frank Ocean stays away from talking about typical R and B lyrics because of his sexuality? Um, I'm not sure. It, it is a, it is a common thread through uh, through his music and his personal life. Um, I think that is that is something that he he he's really struggling with and sort of trying to come to grips with through his music. Um, yeah, may, that might, that might be a, a factor yeah, I've in that. that. Yeah, it could be, could be. Um, it, I mean, if you listen to, uh, to Forrest Gump, for instance, it's, it's a song that, that talks very tenderly and, and very, um, lovingly to a male character. Mm. And well, I mean, you can interpret it however you would like, but uh, it's just like the audience for that type of music is not ready for that. It's you know he can't just go. Uh, f- I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, hip hop is in a strange place in that in, the, in that regard. I mean, look at a uh, young thug, for instance. Right. He's he's immensely popular, but uh, you know, performs in in kids' dresses. It's true. So I guess may- maybe in a way people are ready for it, but just maybe not ready to say that they're ready for it. If you know what I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. To admit that they're ready for it, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's an interesting idea, and uh, you, there's you can, there's a lot that you can read into when you when you analyze his lyrics, analyze the music. Also, uh, with uh, the, that track that I referred to earlier, "Bad Religion," you can really uh, uh, find a a queer struggle sort of interpretation uh, in it. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I myself was hesitant to bring it up, but uh, I'm glad that you did. Oh, well, I, mean, I just figured it, it, it's part of him, so it's something that he must be considering when he's making his music. Yeah, yeah, um, I would assume so. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious actually. I'm, I mean, you must have heard some Bon Iver and some Frank Ocean uh, before uh, this episode. But what, what was your opinion then, and what is it now? Who, uh, you talking about us? I thought you were talking yeah. to the audience. <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm not going to hear from the audience now, so yeah. I might as well hear from you, right? <laughs> well, um, I, I did listen to. Uh, I wasn't. I never listened to much of Bonnie Vare in the past, and I listened to this last album a little bit. And to me, it sounds like the same qualities I f- I find appealing in Radiohead is what you what people probably like in 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 this band. So it's. I feel like it's a shame I'm not that 
that into them, but I also feel like I probably need to just spend some time with them and allow myself to just, you know, fall into the music. I like I like gloomy, low, atmospheric music. Um, not that much into the folksy stuff, but this album doesn't sound too folksy to me, in my opinion. As for Frank Ocean, uh, I didn't. I never got into Channel Orange either. Even though I listened to it a little bit on what maybe Spotify, I never really got into it. And I could tell he's a he. He has content I I like. You know, he's creative. He's different. And uh, I think he's a pretty good artist, yeah. Yeah, for me, Frank Ocean, I never really listened uh, to Frank Ocean, Bon Iver, all, you know, all the time. Um, but after today, I'm going to, you know, try check out some more of the of the uh, Frank Ocean stuff. I listened to that new album when when, we, when you first mentioned it coming out. I listened yeah. to it. I meant to listen to it. I, I, I hadn't gotten to it. Yeah, I, w- I would definitely suggest uh, checking out Channel Orange first. Mm-hmm. So that you can sort of see the progression and uh, the evolution. Uh, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I hope I hope that you guys will invest the time to uh, to sort of get to know these artists and uh, and get to know the stuff that they do. Uh, for me, it's been really worth it. Yeah. And I've yet to see either of them live. I actually missed the opportunity with Boni Vera because they were playing in Utrecht, mm. but uh, didn't didn't manage to get a ticket. Maybe I still will, but. Uh, Let's hope. Nice. Yeah, I, I I will get into. I think it's a lot easier to get into the artists while they're not <laughs> super old. You know, mm-hmm. you can kind of go back a couple of albums and still be still be on beat as opposed to me telling somebody go check out Radiohead and then gotta go back like <laughs> years. Right, um, right, right, right. So it's it's a lot easier <laughs> when you get into them while they're still uh, evolving. Yeah, definitely. And uh, it's not that that you no, know, the older stuff doesn't sound dated as well. Mm-hmm. Right. And with some bands it might. True. Yeah. And you know also what I would like to put forth is that uh, they have a bit of a timelessness in uh, in their music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course there are references to older older styles of music, uh traditional styles of music. I mean, even 80s music, there you hear a lot of 80s drum machines in uh, in both the artist's uh, tracks. Uh, but uh, yeah, there, there's a timeless quality to it. Mm-hmm. I yeah. can see it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, definitely. All right, cool beans. All right. Right. So if you're looking for new music to listen to, Boney Bear, Frank Ocean, go check it out. Done. Cool. Yeah. Speaking of new music, did you guys get a chance to listen to the new Bruno Mars single? Mm-mm. No. It, it, Wasn't dropped this week- it dropped this weekend and I haven't turned it off the entire weekend. <laughs> it's it's glorious. <laughs> are you wearing? Uh, are you wearing that record out? <laughs> uh, digitally, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll share it with you. Magic. 
I'm a dangerous man with some money in my pocket. Keep up. So many pretty girls around me and they're waking up the rocket. Keep up. Why you mad? Fix your face. Ain't my fault they all be jacking. Keep up. Players only. Come on. You know, this thing is like a mix of the 90s and the 2010s. <laughs> even earlier, man. <laughs> yeah, no, maybe even earlier. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking late 70s, early 80s. Yeah. Sepp and Roger, West Coast Funk. Yeah, true. But, you know, like the 90s, some of the stuff came back again, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. That's true. And we, we with G-Funk that we talked about a few episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely draws from this as well. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just way into the single. Nice. Okay, I think... You know, Bruno Mars. I've heard somebody say that Bruno Mars sounds the best when he sound, when he's trying to sound like other people. <laughs> <laughs> Who's trying to sound like here? Well, Zap and Roger, obviously. Oh, okay. Zap cool in the gang as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what what breaks my heart though is is looking at the comment sections and and, and hearing people say, "Oh, he's using so much auto tune." You really shouldn't. I, I'm I'm actually not opposed to it in the, what I, what you just played. Yeah, but but people don't realize what you're hearing is not auto tune. Oh, what is it? It's Talkbox. Oh, <laughs> it's it's a it's a, a a musical piece of technology which has been used for decades and decades. I mean, Bon Jovi has used it. Mm-hmm. Aerosmith about, has used it. Come on, that thing you put in your mouth with the tube. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So uh, before you comment, people, um, <laughs> no listen to you. a bit of Sepp and Roger, and and then say. <laughs> Where do you still think it's yeah, too yeah, much yeah. auto tune? <laughs> because uh, I don't think there's any auto tune in this track. Yeah. Okay. Education, people, <laughs> get some. <laughs> get some. <laughs> yeah. All right. I so do. it's a. I think this this has been a, a good year for music. Yeah. In general. Sounds like it. Yeah. There's there's been some rough years uh, in, in the past decade. <laughs> 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 but uh, it's getting better. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, I guess you got some time to go get to delve into uh into Radiohead before we go see him next year in in in, in Holland, Tosh. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I need some recommendations though. Okay. Uh, I can give you the, some. Man. Discography is huge. But see, if I give you my, I can give you my favorites. <clears throat> but also, what you should look at is this past year, just the set list from different uh, ones, and then kind of make a playlist out of the set list. Because more than likely, it's gonna be the same thing next year. All right. Yeah. Sounds but good. Yeah, I, I'll give some recommendations. Cool. Album by album. <laughs> Looking forward to it. All right. Cool. So does this wrap up uh, 69? Yes, it does. <laughs> cool. Yeah. And since this is 69, who knows? It might be an ex- explicit episode. Sorry, Ty, you missed an <laughs> potentially explicit episode. <laughs> there was nothing explicit in this episode. Uh, Yeah, there was. What? In the music. Oh. And okay. And two words you said. <laughs> But sex? Uh, no, you didn't say that. Oh. Fuck shit, pussy, asshole. All right, well, shall we wrap this up? And oh, shall we say, uh, please, uh, Mr. Ty, be here next episode? Yeah, but he won't He won't hear it, so you, you might as well just send <laughs> Cause him a text. Because he's, he's not going to listen to the episode? He's not going to listen to it before the next episode. Oh, we'll see about that. Okay. Tell him we left him an Easter egg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In the uh, middle. Yeah, in the middle, exactly. But you have to get to the end to, to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so you can find uh, Ty at ty, TY09 everywhere. Twitter, Instagram. Dick, where shall we find you? Uh, Dick underscore daily on Twitter. And I think just Dick daily everywhere else, man. Yeah, cool. And uh, Tosh, where shall we find you? Uh, Google.com. <laughs> and then you type in 
T-O-S-H-I-R-O-P-O-L-A-K. All right, cool. And that's also uh, uh, what you use on the Twitters? Uh, Tosh Bullock on Twitter. All right. Yes. All right, cool. And uh, I'm uh, CW Daily everywhere. I guess you could Google it as well. <laughs> Ciao. Later. Oh, and if you're wondering what, uh, what we're going to cover next episode, here's a little peek. Classical music? You'll have to wait two weeks to find out. Okay. <laughs> I saw your IMBD. IM, IMDB. <laughs> when, you, when I Google you. Oh. Oh, I have an IMDB? Mm-hmm. I didn't make it. Yeah, really? I made it, but... If you're tied to a project, I think Scooby is making it for you. Yeah, I think probably for a student project. Go ahead and throw a picture on it, man. You gotta, gotta own it. <laughs> okay. Cool. Yeah, well, not much of a filmmaker these days, so. Uh... <laughs> All right. All right, fellas, I'm gonna get on off. Yes. I, well, this is 69, so you mean you're gonna get off the call, you, or you're gonna get on off? Get off. Oh, I see. Yeah. Ciao. Get on. <laughs> I can record if you want to. S- <laughs> no, I'm good. Thanks. Show Dave. noted. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. All right, later. 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 Ciao. I'm stopping recording now. Me too. Return to your regular scheduled programming.